everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're listening to a bonus episode with Sarah Hall. Sarah Hall is an American distance runner. She runs for A6, and she was episode 11 on this podcast. This past weekend, actually, it's been a week now, she won the CIM Marathon, the California International Marathon, just five weeks after running her marathon PR in Frankfurt of 227. Sarah is the mom of four. Her and her husband, Ryan, adopted four daughters from Ethiopia a few years ago. And we talked about that in the first episode I talked to her, which was in May 2016. And we talk about that a little bit more in this episode as well. I'm so excited for Sarah and her future in marathoning and running and just loved catching up with her. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Before we get started talking with Sarah, I want to thank Run Angel for supporting this podcast. Run Angel is a safety wearable device. It has a loud alarm that notifies with an earshot in case of an emergency and the device transmits your location to family and friends via email and SMS when activated. It sends alerts and summons help and scares away any threats with one touch of the device. You guys, I had David and Ellen Karen, the founders of this product on the podcast. They were episode 84, if you wanna go back and listen to that. They had a dream and a vision and they created a really, really smart and fabulous product. And I encourage anybody who's out there running by themselves or if you work late at night and you're heading to your car alone, anything like that, I encourage you to check out this product. It truly could save your life. You guys can get the Run Angel at Best Buy online and and you wanna go there to guarantee that um, if you're getting it for a Christmas present or something like that, it's delivered on time. So I'm gonna put the link to the Best Buy website where you can purchase the product in the show notes. Thank you, David and Ellen, for creating such a wonderful product. All right, you guys, if you're loving the show, I would appreciate it if you would leave me a rating and review on iTunes. It's one of the best ways potential new listeners can find us. Head over there. You can do it on your podcast app. You can do it in iTunes from your computer. And my most recent review here is from SOSOSO456. Lindsay has all the guests that you're looking forward to hearing from, whether it's Allie Kiefer right after New York or Chris Lawrence after CIM. She knows who people are excited to hear from. I look forward to new episodes each month. Thank you so much for that review. I'm trying to make sure that this stays relevant and I'm getting guests on in a timely manner and also bringing on all kinds of other fun guests as well. So thank you so much for that review. It means the world to me. All right, you guys, let's enjoy this conversation with Sarah. Hey, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. So congratulations on your most recent uh, two marathons. Thank you. How's your running going? It's going really well. I just uh, I just did a marathon myself in the beginning of November. And nice. yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's so funny because you were my 12th interview on this podcast. So you were, Oh, really? Yeah. So you were like the first professional runner I ever interviewed. So I remember, I mean, so I looked back in the archives. So it was May, 2016, I believe. And I remember I was so nervous to interview you because I had never, you know, I was just learning how to do this whole podcast thing. Yeah. So I listened back to some of it today and you were great. It was fun. It was fun to listen back to too. Oh, good. (laughs) So how are you feeling? Um, You know, it's kind of like, so for everybody listening, if you don't know, Sarah ran a marathon PR uh, in Frankfurt, and then five weeks later, 
uh, ran CIM just this past weekend and won the race a minute off her PR. And um, how are you feeling coming off of that? Yeah, I'm feeling good, actually. Um, I'm I'm more beat up than Frankfurt. I think having a much hillier course, definitely um, you get those downhills really take a beating to your your legs. But um, but yeah, I was I was happy with um, just anytime you come out of a marathon feeling like you don't have any injuries or anything. I'm really thankful, and I'm I've been taking this week off, and I already missed training, but I know it's it's needed, so I'm trying to stay disciplined. So. I want to hear about this though, because, okay, so going into Frankfurt, what were your goals? Um, going into Frankfurt, my goal is definitely to PR. Um, I chose that race cause I wanted to run fast and I thought it would be one that, um, I'd be excited about trying to run fast at. So, um, so yeah, I had had a really good training buildup. I'd raced a lot, which I love to do and, uh, had just, had, had tried to kept, keep my leg speed, at the shorter distances as well as the marathon training. So, so yeah, I, I went into it just hoping to run fast and I, I did PR by a minute. Um, it wasn't quite as fast as I'd hoped to run, but, but I think that's usually the case with us <laughs> elites. Well, tell me about deciding to then run a marathon five weeks later and how did that, how did those decisions get made? Yeah, I, you know, I kind of had the idea before the race, um, just when I saw they were hosting the U.S. Marathon Champs in basically in my hometown, it's just two hours south of us. Um, and I was like, oh, that would be so fun. And it's a course I've always wanted to run. Um, so originally I was thinking like, like what it'd be a, a chance to just, I would just compete and try to get the win, like not try to necessarily run fast five weeks later. Um, but just like, I wonder if I could could get by by being able to win the race even so close was kind of my original idea. And then, um, you know, I, have usually come off my marathons really well. And I even ran the world cross country championships 13 days after my first marathon in LA. And that was the one that took the most out of me because it was a really hilly course and really hot. So I, I had it in the back of my mind that I could recover in time, but really just didn't know until, after the race, like how I was going to feel. Okay. So what do you think attributes to you recovering so quickly and being able to turn them around like that? I think it's a combination of things. You know, I think, um, I think just naturally that's one of my strengths as an athlete. Like, I don't think I may be the most talented runner, but I, I think, um, I've always been able to heal really quickly as my, my coach, uh, used to call me a quick healer mm. just, um, and I think there's a lot, you know, there's a combination of things that's probably like maybe a, a genetic thing, but also like how you're taking care of yourself every day. And so I think that's where it's hard to know exactly, but, um, but for me now recovery is like a lifestyle, like eating healthy and sleeping and all that is like, I don't like have to think to do those things. Like it's just kind of habit now after doing this for so long. Um, and I've definitely found kind of what works for me, both like nutritionally and, and then like, like self massage, like what, what kind of therapy to get outside of what I can do myself. Like, um, yeah, just kind of optimizing all those things. Um, like one thing is getting in frequent hits of protein throughout the day because you can't store protein, but so you get it every couple hours, that's going to rebuild your muscles quicker. So, so I think it's a combination. Yeah. Just like 
of like little tricks, but also just maybe that being kind of my strength. So I read the Runner's World article they covered you, and I can't remember if it was uh, an interview with you before or after CIM, but um, you kind of talked about how training in Ethiopia um, opened your eyes a little bit to just how um, maybe a little bit of the unstructure over there and how they race is a good thing comparative to over here in Western culture where everything is so calculated. Yeah, you know... um, I think that just being over there a lot, it kind of, it's, it kind of, uh, made me realize some things like I'm much, I'm a much more kind of easygoing, go with the flow, like spontaneous person. And so when I first started this career, like kind of the people I was around, like they were, they were very dialed in, they were very routine. They were kind of doing the same things every day. And you do need an element of that to be a professional athlete, but for me, I felt like, oh, I don't know if this is really me, you know, like this is like, it's hard for me to live this way. Um, and, but being over in Africa, it was kind of refreshing because I felt like they're, they're just, I don't know, they don't really like have to have everything perfect all the time. Like it's, they're kind of just a little bit more laid back in their approach. And also like mentally, like they don't kind of overthink things. They don't have to have like, you know, their buildup go a certain way. They kind of just go to practice, like train hard and then kind of switch it off and go home. And, um, of course they're like recovering and resting, but it's like, it's not like they're beating themselves up about the workout or different things, at least of the runners I knew. So I think it's really helped me kind of have an open mind in my career that like, maybe I can approach it in a different way than maybe what's cultural, um, here among professionals. Yeah. Cause I feel like you see professional elite marathoners doing like typically one to two marathons a year. Would you say that's pretty much the norm? That is. Yeah. And I think that is good as a whole. Like I'll probably do that most years, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, I just have like a little more freedom, I think to have fun some years and take chances a little more. So at CIM, tell me about that course. It was hilly. So it's a net downhill, but it's, it's still like, is it a Boston-like course? You know, it's interesting. I, I took a look at how it compared to Boston, and it's kind of like a mild version of Boston where it has like about half the amount of uphill and half the amount of downhill. Okay. So it is, a net, it is a net downhill just like Boston, but, um, but definitely has a good amount of up. Like I drove the course two days before the race, and I was like, how is this a fast course? Like there's a lot of hills in here and it doesn't really feel like it's going down more than it's going up. But, but when you're out there, it definitely flowed a lot better than, um, than it seemed to driving it. (laughs) Do you like running on a hilly course or do you prefer a flat course for the marathon? I think I like, um, just kind of rhythm courses naturally, but this was a, it was really fun to run a course like this just because it was, really technical in a way that it made me like I was I was hoping to get the course record out there and I came up a little bit short but it kind of like draws you back because you're like oh having run the course now knowing what I know now I would love to like run it next weekend and Mm -hmm. try again and so I think that's kind of the lure of maybe a more technical course is that um versus like a flat course it's kind of like you know you you usually execute you know how to execute there, but there isn't as much of a learning curve. 
So you ran a 228.10, and so that's the second fastest winning time in 35 years, though? is I mean, so was that other winning time, that's what you were after? I was, yeah. I think it was around 227.30 something. Okay. And uh, that would be pretty close to my PR, but I knew it was a fast course, so I, I thought I'd give it a shot. I mean, you were only 50, so you were only 50 seconds off your Frankfurt time, though, right? Something like that, yeah, around there. <laughs> so were you so excited that your girls were there, and was that kind of part of the uh, what made you really want to run it, is knowing your family could be there because it's so close to home? Yeah, it was it was really fun having them there, and not just my, my kids, but my parents and past coaches came out for it, and um, it was just, yeah, it felt really like, a hometown kind of experience where I distinctly remember like meaningful people along the way on the course. And, um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was, it was different because I was home very close up till the race. And I'm like, usually I've been racing my last couple ones internationally. So you're getting there really early. You're kind of hunkered down and like, you feel this, you know, build up towards the race and you're in the hotel with all the elites. Whereas I was kind of like, doing homework at home with my kids and stuff. And I was like, okay, somehow I need to mentally get in race mode here. But, um, but it was really fun. And I'm really thankful that, um, CIM decided to host the championships cause they did an amazing job. I couldn't believe how many women were under the Olympic trials qualifying standard. I know that was, and so many PRs too, among the top 10 women. So I think I may have been the only one that didn't PR. <laughs> So that's why I'll have to come back another year when I'm more fresh. Yeah, that's what's crazy is that it's like it is, you know, hilly and similar to Boston like we were talking about. But it just seems like people run really fast. Yeah, I think one uh, really great thing about the race is the weather. Um, they've had a couple off years where it was rainy. But for the most part, it's like really nice, cool conditions, um, which I love. So that was one thing that has always drawn me to the race, too. Um, but also I think just, it feels kind of like you usually have, you know, everyone that's there are, is there to run fast mm -hmm. typically, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like the, you know, the other women in the race, they had a great group of women to compete with. And then people that are going for Boston qualifiers, they've got all those people kind of in it in the same goal. So I think that momentum really feeds off each other. So you led from start to finish though. What was that like? Yeah, that was, um, that was challenging, but, uh, I think that was probably my favorite thing about the race looking back. Cause that's not really a strength of mine. Like I, I always do better when I'm competing with someone and, um, I always like training with someone versus alone if I can. And so, um, that's definitely something like leading a marathon gun to wire. I could not have done that two years ago. Um, but I wanted, you know, as I set off in that first mile, like, going out hard thinking like, okay, you know, here you go. Like it was in my mind, I was thinking like, this is a chance to kind of grow in this event and take a risk, take a step out. And, you know, maybe it's, it's not going to work out in the end, but this is how you get better at, at running different ways. And you can't just run in the way that you're comfortable with. And like, you kind of have to keep challenging yourself as an athlete, you know, to, um, yeah, to work on your weaknesses. So that was a good moment for me to do that. What was different two years ago comparative to now that you say, like, you don't think that you could have done it then? I think just, um, like, my ability to run from the front. Like, 
I think it's so much easier to focus when you have people to focus on around you. Um, and just, uh, yeah, I think it's easy to, once you start to get tired and you don't have someone to be like spurring you along. So I think, yeah, mainly that just the ability to, to push from the front. Did you know, um, the talent that was running with you up front? Like, did you know who else was there and what their, uh, past results and goals might've been for the race? Yeah, I, I knew some of the other competitors, um, coming in and, you know, obviously running on the U S running circuit, you, you get to know everyone pretty well and their strengths and weaknesses. And, um, it's, it's kind of fun because these, you know, when you've been doing this sport, as long as I have, you get to know everyone as friends too. So it's kind of like a big reunion wherever you go. So when we were doing the press stuff up there, um, as they were announcing the guys, all of us girls were sitting up there and we were just kind of chatting away quietly (laughs) as they were announcing the guys, just excited to see each other as, you know, maybe it's been a while for whatever reason. And so, yeah, I kind of, um, I knew it was a good field and I knew I would have to like hold it together in the race going out like I did in order to still win. That's so fun that you guys are all buddies. I, so I always like to ask, uh, I like to ask everybody this, but I particularly uh, love to hear the answers of professional runners. Like what, what are your mental things that you do during the race when you kind of feel like "Mm, maybe giving up sounds good or it just hurts really bad? Like what are things that you do to keep yourself in a positive mind frame? Yeah, well, um, as I drove the course before I was, I was realizing to myself, I was kind of feeling like not as excited for the race the next day (laughs) because I was like, man, I thought this was like a nice gentle downhill kind of course. Like when you look at elevation profiles, it's so deceiving sometimes. Um, and I was like, oh, this doesn't look as fast. And I realized like what I was excited about for it was running fast. Like I actually thought I could even like PR. So, um, so it made me realize like, okay, I'm going to need to have a couple of other things I can be excited about out there so that if for some reason I do get kind of off pace that I can still be excited because I've been in those races before where, you know, you kind of have this goal and then once that's not possible anymore, it's hard to kind of regroup towards like, all right, what am I getting out of this now? You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so for me, you know, I tried to, Uh, one, I try to like really stay connected to God out there, um, because a lot of the reasons I run are spiritual and, um, just worshiping God as I run. And this running is like a gift he's given me to enjoy him. And so, um, so I try to like, no matter how the race is going, like can stay in that heart of like worshiping him and just thankful because I just feel so grateful to still be doing this. Like I didn't know if that would be possible when I adopted my girls and, I especially didn't know that um, I'd be able to be doing it the best I ever have and enjoying it the most I ever have at this age. Like I didn't even imagine like doing this career as this long, like regardless of the kids or not. So, so I feel like just staying in that like thankful heart, like that will make you run well, no matter what. So I re- I was really doing that out there. Even when I, I, my splits were like slipping a little bit off course record pace and PR pace. Like I was just like, still just really enjoying the race and feeling really thankful to be doing it and focusing on this is a breakthrough for me to be able to like lead such a long race and run on my own the whole time. And, um, just focusing on those positive things 
where I wasn't really feeling that bummed, you know, that the A goal wasn't possible anymore. You start focusing on, okay, what's next? Like, what, what can I focus on now to make this a positive experience? Now, when you say worshiping God and things like that, I'm, I'm constantly on this like sort of spiritual journey myself trying to figure out, um, I don't know, figure out everything from what I believe to what that means. But I'm just wondering, what does that mean when you say you're worshiping God as you're running? Yeah. Um, well, I think it, it really is just focusing on who he is and I, it kind of is more of an overflow of your life, like outside of running too. Like, it's not something I kind of just like turn on when I'm running, but, um, I think having a relationship with God is something that began when I was at a young age and actually, um, getting to know him as like a person. Um, and I've had some really cool encounters with God just throughout my life. Like one, one example would be, I had a really bad Achilles tendon injury that that can be career ending. And I had seen a bunch of specialists and, um, no one was really able to help me. And, uh, they were like, you're just going to have to take a lot of time off. Like this, this can be career endings. Like you need to take this seriously, but I was in really good shape and I just didn't want to do that. And so, um, my church believes that God still does miracles today and he still wants to heal us of things that are going on in our bodies that because Jesus died for us, um, we can be healed. And so um, I basically through some people praying for me, um, God just, his presence came and like, I felt his tangible presence in just a crazy way. And then when I got up, like I, my Achilles was completely healed and I went out and went straight into like an hour run. And then my coach who was a little skeptical was like, all right, well then why don't you do some all out 200s tomorrow to like make sure. Um, Cause that's like the worst thing you would want to uh-huh. do with an Achilles. And, uh, and so I did that and it was fine. And I just like went straight back into training and racing wow. indoor track. And so anyways, it's just kind of been, yeah, we've been on a journey of just knowing um, who Jesus is and like the, the person he is in the Bible is like real and, and still living today. And and all that to say um, that he's just made us all with unique gifts that he wants us to enjoy. And, uh, and for me, I know one of those is running. And, um, and when I do run, like, I don't know if you've seen Chariots of Fire, but he says, like, when I run, I feel his pleasure. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I totally just relate to that, you know, because running um, is just a time where I can feel his, like, like this is this is a gift for you, like, and just getting to experience him with me. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's not always easy to do when you're competing because sometimes you're like in this heated battle with people, (laughs) but, um, but the kind of race I did last week where it was just me and uh, I was just really feeling good is it's a little bit easier. (laughs) Is that fun to run? I mean, cause I'm assuming, do they have like the lead car right in front of you the entire time? Um, about off and on, sometimes it would go back and, and film the other runners and stuff. But, um, yeah, it was, it was fun to have that just as something to focus on at times. <laughs> did they have the males? I mean, did you guys all start together? We did. Yeah. So there were some guys out there, but, um, my experience is like, usually you look at race results and you're like, Oh great. There'll be all these people to run with, but guys go out a lot faster oh, and sure you know, they're not, they're rarely kind of running that even pace. (laughs) So I didn't really have anyone that I was actually like running with for a a period of time, but, 
But actually, it was so fun um, being in a mixed start because um, the people that are cheering on the sides, like like some of them maybe knew who I was, but but a lot just, they go crazy for the first woman. Oh, yeah. Like, no matter, you know, they're just like, oh, there she is, first woman. And they start, like, screaming. And um, so that was actually making me smile quite often out there. Oh, that's so fun. So, yeah. Yeah, well, since it was so close to home, probably, I mean, anywhere probably a lot of people would know who you were. But, like, that's just fun that even the people that didn't get so excited. Hey everybody, before we continue my conversation with Sarah, I want to jump in and thank one of our sponsors for this episode, and that is Lily Trotters. Finally, stylish, high-performance compression socks for women. Lily Trotters compression socks are marathon strong and designer inspired. You get fit, comfort, and style, whether you're running a marathon or a mile. Made in the USA, Lily Trotters compression socks are the perfect gift for the runner, traveler, expectant mom, you name it, or just treat yourself. You guys can use the code another all caps at checkout to get 25% off your order. Go over to lilytrotters.com slash discount slash another and use the promo code another all caps. Now that is a great Christmas gift idea for the runner in your life. Links to that in the show notes. All right, you guys, let's continue my conversation with Sarah. Okay, so I want to talk about your family a little bit. So the last time we talked, I feel like your adoption was was fairly recent. How's how's everything going with the girls and life as a mom of four? It's going well. Um, each year kind of feels like we're increasing, or maybe even each season increases in complexity where the girls are kind of getting more involved in stuff like activities and sports and then Ryan, he's get, taking more on. Like he coached high school cross country, my oldest daughter's team, for the first time this year. And then um, he's got his own. He was gone for uh, ten days, like leading up to this marathon, just different speaking engagements mm-hmm. and things. So we're trying to find a, a good rhythm amidst that because um, it is challenging. Like I definitely am not able to do this sport the way I used to do it. Um, but I and that can be hard at times because you have that little voice that tells you like you need to be doing this different or whatever. But, um, I've just tried to focus on like, I may not be able to do this the same way I did, but I still am doing it better than I've ever done it. So just like, just go with it, you know, like try not to overthink that. And, um, and so, so yeah, the girls are all fortunately still adapting like really supernaturally to life here and all the challenges, um, with, starting school so late because they'd never been to school prior to coming here. And, um, and the upside is it's, it's been really fun. The, the longer they're here, our older two are really, they really love running and getting to share that with them, um, has been so fun. Like our oldest just placed 10th in the state at the state cross country championships. And, uh, that was just thrilling to see her. And she's just like, she loves it. Like just as much as I do, like where we have to like force her to take a day off because she's so resistant and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's just, it's been cool. What are the odds that Ryan and Sarah Hall adopt four kids and one of them at least happens to be really good at running and really love it so much? You know, it's like, you can't force that on your kids. It's just what they naturally end up loving. I know it's funny. Like you wonder what's nature and nurture. Like maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to it, but, but certainly it's her own now where it's not, um, it's definitely like 
what she she had a little injury over the summer and she was just so bummed because she missed it so much and that's good to see because in the back of your mind you always wonder like are they just doing this for me to like make me happy or is this really like what they want to be doing but um but certainly with her it is and we have this uh youth running program going right now here in town and it's uh so our younger two are out there just two days a week and we keep it fun um and just like yeah just working on speed development and stuff so so yeah, it's, but with the younger ones, we we just have them do like kids races if there's a, a kids race wherever we are, but they don't actually like train because um, I think it's better for younger kids to do more team sports and lateral movement sports and stuff than just get really sp- specific with running really young. Yeah, I saw you post something about that. Are you guys, I mean, do you guys run that and it's a free program or do you have other coaches? How does that work? Yeah, it's a free program that um, we run it as well as another high school uh, coach. And yeah, we just really wanted to, um, for a number of reasons. One was have the high schoolers continue to stay training over the break before track season starts. Because it's hard in the winter when, you know, sometimes high schoolers don't stay motivated. (laughs) And then um, two, we really uh, just wanted to instill like a love in kids of like pushing themselves and, um, and hopefully falling in love with running. Like we don't make it so rigorous that it's like boot camp, you know, but trying to like have them enjoy running, enjoy learning to challenge themselves. Um, and just staying active because that's a huge need for kids now. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. So, um, what's your favorite thing about being a mom? Oh, that's a good question. I think just seeing, um, probably seeing your kids overcome things that they didn't think they could before, you know, just, um, our kids just have so many challenges with learning a new culture and language and starting school late and being so inactive for so long. And yet they've just continued to amaze all of us with what they're able to accomplish and overcome. And yeah, I love getting to celebrate that in them and, and have that grow their confidence to see them becoming like confident as people as they, they kind of celebrate these successes. What's one of the biggest lessons you've learned since becoming a mom? I would say, um, probably how powerful it is when, uh, people see you maybe like, for example, my kids, um, they see me as like, like their hero and like as so strong and, and like as the best mom ever and stuff. And I totally am not like the best (laughs) mom ever, but just them seeing me that way makes me want to like rise to that, you know, Mm, like, like my 10 year old will like follow me around, like singing my praises, like literally making up songs about like how kind I am and patient and I'll, and it'll be like ironic. Cause I'll be like super tired and like impatient trying to do homework with her or something. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like just her seeing me that way, like makes me want to become patient and want to do better, you know? And so it makes me realize like, instead of seeing people's weaknesses, like if we saw their potential and called that out in them, like how much different, like would they be like they would rise to that you know oh that is good yeah and I mean I'm just thinking my kids are really young but I'm just thinking about that too like even when times are hard with them 
you might sometimes forget that they're still looking at you like, you know, you're on the top of the world. You're like the most important person in their life. Totally. Yeah. And yeah, just having them believe in you, it shows the power of like someone believing in you, you know? Yeah. And like, even when you have like off days and stuff that, um, yeah, that unconditional support does make you rise up. <laughs> but So I saw your post about this intentional parenting thing and I keep telling myself because I always kind of pride it I always was kind of prideful like I don't need to read parenting books we'll figure it out as we go um but now my oldest so my kids are five three and one and now I'm like okay Lindsay like this is it you know like this is it everything you're doing with them and so I really do want to get more intentional um instead of this kind of like free-for-all chaos that I run over here so tell me about Uh. the intentional parenting yeah, it's been so good. It was, um, our pastor is the one that, that recorded all of them. And, um, it's nice when you can see the fruit of someone's parenting. So his kids are like amazing, all of them really successful in all different areas. And I think the biggest telling thing was the two boys, they said they can only remember fighting twice in their whole life. Oh my so I've never heard of that before, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you can listen to some of these sessions and you're like, okay, I can see why. Like, what a leg up if your parents are are parenting you in this way. For example, like one of them drew all over the walls one day with um, crayon or something. And the dad, uh, instead of like being like, don't do this ever again, you know, he was like, wow, look at this art that you did. Like that, look at how you did those windows. That's incredible. Next time you want to do this, ask me for a piece of paper. And then like, but still proceeded to like when they had company over, like bring them in and show them like, my son did this. Isn't this incredible? Oh my gosh. And so I know it's so like convicting hearing it, but it's been so good just to like, you know, it questions sometimes you just parent out of your normals, like how you were parented or like, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's kind of like, Oh, okay. No, like this is maybe an area I can grow here. So I definitely recommend it. I'm going to look into it. I always, whenever people tell me stuff, I always say, oh, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look into that. No, I'm going to look into this. I really am. Yes, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for you, Sarah? You know, I'm just taking some downtime now and um, I have a couple races on the calendar for 2018, but nothing that's can be announced yet. But um, I'm just really looking to, to kind of regroup since this was a heavy fall, a lot of racing. So I love to race, so I'm going to miss it. But Um, but I'll be kind of just getting back into strength shape and, and doing a lot of running with my daughters. I'm looking forward to having a little less intensity of my training where I can do that. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. And the holidays. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, do you guys have any traditions that you do with your family now with now that you have four girls? Yeah, we like to incorporate some of the Ethiopian, um, Christmas traditions, the different foods and things, but, um, it will be seeing both my side and Ryan's side of the families, um, trekking around California to the different areas, which will be great. And, and hopefully getting in a little altitude stint afterwards oh, is fun. what we're hoping. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so I always ask a couple into the podcast questions and I didn't prep you for these. So if you don't have an answer, we can pass and I can edit it out. Um, okay. <laughs> what is one thing personally or professionally that you haven't done yet that you'd like to do? I would love to go, uh, compete in the Olympics. I've already been to cheer on Ryan, but, um, to actually be an Olympian. So are you aiming for that or do you have your sights set on going to the marathon trials in 2020? 
Yeah, I'm well. I'm nice. I'm qualified now, thanks to CIM mm-hmm. for the trials, and so I do plan to be there, barring something with the family getting in the way. So yeah. Is that the distance you'd like to try to go in, or are you just kind of open right now? I'm pretty sure that would be it, but you never know. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, well, and I saw that you recently did, you guys went over to the New York City Marathon because Ryan was inducted into the Hall of Fame and you brought all the girls. How was that experience? It was incredible. It was the 12th year in a row of going there wow. um, just for sponsors and different things. And it's it's such a milestone in the year now. Um, and just, I don't know, it's, there's no race like it. It's so electric and um, and obviously seeing Shalane with her win was incredible. I had, I had just been in Mammoth, both of us preparing for our fall marathons and overlapped with her, did a little bit of running with her. And it was really cool because I got to see like a glimpse of her training and her mindset and then to actually see her win. Um, it was just really, really cool to get some of the backstory to that. Oh yeah, that is cool. You have like an insider seat. <laughs> yeah, I knew she was in in shape for sure. And she was working hard up there. Well, and that's exciting, too, because, you know, are you 34? I am, yeah. Yeah, and she's 36, and it's just, like, really cool to see these women that are in their mid to late 30s running so fast. I know, and she's feeling no no different than she did 10 years ago, and I feel the same way. So um, it is it is fun because my husband, that wasn't the case, and I don't think men it, it is either, you know. Oh, but, yeah. um but yay for us. <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. Well, I, I can't wait to to see that go down, and I'll for sure be watching it. What is, uh, what was my next question? Oh, so if you had one message to send to the world, what would it be? Steve? I think it would be uh, to be you to the fullest. I think so often we compare ourselves to other people, or we're trying to be um different in a different, you know, better in a different area or something. But really what the world needs is to see us like do the things that make us come alive, that God made us to do um, the best we can. And just to like live our strengths out to the fullest. What's an accomplishment you're most proud of? Oh, um, I think adopting our girls, actually, it's not really an accomplishment, but um, it took a lot of risk. And I don't know, I think, I think that's going to be my legacy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's awesome. What's the best, most recent book you've read? Mm, I've read um, God is Good by my pastor. And that was that was really good. Bill Johnson is his name. And are you guys still going to Bethel? We are, yeah. Okay, I remember talking about that in the first interview. And I still listen to that Pandora station all the time. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Well, Sarah, I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me and turning this around so fast after the race. Thank you. It was great to chat. Enjoy the holidays, recovering and resting and being with your girls and and Ryan and the family. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you guys, too. Okay. Talk soon, Sarah. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on the show so quickly after that marathon win and sharing your experience with us. We, we really appreciate you coming on, and I know that the listeners loved hearing from you. All right, you guys, you can find Sarah on Instagram, Sarah Hall 3 You can also find her on Facebook and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, LindsayHines626, and you can find me on Twitter at LindsayHines. Make sure you join our Facebook group. I'll have another podcast for, with Lindsay Hines where we talk about all things around the podcast episodes and other fun things we're doing as well, like 
We read a monthly book together and things like that. Don't fear, there is another episode coming out this week. So this was a bonus and the regularly scheduled Friday episode will be out as well. Thank you so much for listening today. Enjoy your week. And as always, I'll see you on Friday.